Turning your Bibles to the books of Matthew, 1 John, and Ephesians, primary Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. Last week we talked about Mary and her purity and how she, how she accepted uh, the calling to be the mother of the Lord. And how she probably lost a lot of friendships and respect when she turned up pregnant before she was actually totally married. Now we find, we find Joseph. And out of all the men in the whole kingdom, he was chosen to become the stepfather of our Lord. To be the helpmate to uh, Mary. And he's just amazing. And what I, I, what I see here is amazing, amazing obedience. Lord, I pray. I have dozens of Bible verses that aren't actually written down here. I have them swimming in my head. And I ask you, Lord, to give me wisdom, a filter, and grace. And Lord, I pray that you will open our hearts and minds to your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. It happened this way. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph. Espoused meaning under contract. Under contract. She was espoused. She was in some terms married, but not they weren't to have any relationships. They weren't to live together for a year like that. And uh, she was a spouse to Joseph. It says, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. The importance of the virgin birth, as mentioned last, last week. You see, there is a movement among, among some churches, liberal churches, that it doesn't it doesn't matter if Mary was a virgin. They, they, they go right, and it does matter because the word of God tells us this and we need to obey it. We, we, we should obey and hear, hear it as it is taught to us. The importance of the virgin birth, it was necessary that the conception should be supernatural. That it should be different than by ordinary natural means. So, though he shared in, Jesus shared in our human nature, he was like us. His heart, he cried when he fell. He, he, if he hit his thumb with a hammer, I'm sure he didn't curse. But, but having said that, he felt pain and suffering, he, and he wept and uh, it must have been something. We don't know anything after this week. We don't know anything about his life until he turns basically 30. It's amazing the, the silent years. That he would ex escape the corruption and the penalty of sin. Romans 5.12 explains this. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin... So that death passed upon all men, 
for that all have sinned. We speak of Joseph's character. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example. I'm in verse 19. He was minded to put her away privately, secretly, to divorce her secretly. What conversations must have passed between Mary and Joseph? We, we don't understand, but the issue proves that it was not satisfactory to him, nor could he resolve to consider her as his wife until God sent an angel to bear the most, the most important testimony to the virgin's innocence. His whole conduct on this occasion was exceedingly kind and humane. He might at once have taken the advantage of the law and had her stoned to death. Deuteronomy 22, verse 24. Then, this is how important, this is how important adultery, the sin of adultery was. It was a death sentence, the sin of adultery. Nowadays, it's like jaywalking. But in in the Bible... Deuteronomy 22, verse 24. Then you shall bring them, the guilty ones, both out of the gate of the city, and you shall stone them with stones that they die. And Joseph could have done that. It was his prerogative, his choice. He could have had her stoned to death because all of a sudden she shows up with a bubble and they hadn't been together. And they had been a spouse under contract to be married as well. But Joseph, it says, was a just man. He was minded to put her away secretly, privately. That, that is to divorce her before two or three witnesses. And so to hush up the matter among themselves, being a just man, that is a strict observer of the law, he would not proceed with the marriage. He decided to put her away and yet in tenderness for her determined to do it privately as possible. Tenderness, men. Our wives crave tenderness, sweetness, kindness. The necessary rebukes of those who have offended but repented ought to be managed with confidentiality and with secret. There are those sitting here among us that have made mistakes in your past. We are not to judge them for one mistake out of their past. As a matter of fact, we are to judge others as, as we would want to be judged. And we are, we are not to talk about each other's sins or mistakes. That's called gossip. And we need to be confidential about what we do know. Christian love hides a multitude of sins. Small circles. Some things need to be kept in very small circles. Those who are found guilty of being overtaken in a sin and are therefore to be, they are therefore to be restored, if possible, with spiritual meekness. Galatians 6.1 speaks of this. 
Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself that you also may be tempted. Spirit of meekness. Spirit of meekness. In James 1.19 on this issue, Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth and one person converts him or changes him, let him know that he who converts the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. Yes, Joseph was a just man. Joseph was also a kind and tender-hearted man. Ephesians 4.31, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking, that's the yelling and screaming we do when we're mad at each other. That's when we lose our temper. What's it say? I'm sorry, let all bitterness, the word bitterness means lack of forgiveness, let all the lack of forgiveness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Malice is, I'm going to get even with you. I'm going to hold this over your head. You're going to pay. You're going to regret what you've done or said. And then that next verse, Ephesians 4, 32. And be ye kind one to another. Be tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. We are to forgive others in the same way that Christ forgives us. Quickly, easily, be an easy forgiver. I believe Joseph was like that that he was kind and tender-hearted. And again, even from last night's short message, we take, we take our family so for granted. We, we take their needs, and once we've been there maybe for their entire life, it seems, we take them for granted, but your family needs a tender-hearted person, a loving and a forgiving person, in their lives. Yes, not only was he tender-hearted, he was thoughtful. Look at verse 20. But while Joseph thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream. Joseph was slow to speak. James 1.19, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak, slow to wrath. Being careful. Sometimes those things we say, we can't get them back. Learn to be slow to speak and swift to hear. What was this about Joseph's dream? Verse 20 again. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David. Now that, that speaks of his lineage. They did that little test, and they sent it in through the mail to find out who their forefathers were. Never mind. <laughs> Verse 21, And she shall bring forth a son, 
It was conceived in her of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son. I want to go back because I butchered that. While he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take to thee Mary thy, to be thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Jesus, Savior, saved us from what? From our sins. From the domination now. The devil wants to dominate your life, and he, wants to, he, he doesn't send the same temptations at you that he might to this person over here he knows your weaknesses he knows where your armor stops and where it starts he knows what you he knows your buttons what buttons to push domination and the penalty of course the penalty the consequences and the penalty is also hell for our rebellion against him I want to speak of the prophecy. Verse 22 again. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet Isaiah. Saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. PPJC. Isaiah, 700 years earlier, made this prophecy that in Bethlehem, Jesus would be born and that he would save, their, he would save his people from their sins and that he would actually be with us all the time. Now, those of you that are able to be aware of that all the time, you're the happiest. Those of you that only think of it when you have need, you're the saddest. Because you're going through your normal life without realizing the presence of the Lord in your life. I remember, I'm trying to think, Friday, Pastor Rodney and I went hunting on a freezing morning. Everything was frozen over. I made it fine. I got, to my, I got to my ladder, my tree, and uh, put out all my stuff that I wanted out, and I went to grab onto the, uh, the rung of the ladder, coated with ice. And I have to climb 18 feet up on this ice cover. Where's my wife? She's not here, is she? Okay, don't tell my wife. But I had to climb up that ice-covered ladder I had to do something dangerous. I tell her all the time, there's nothing dangerous. If there was, Rodney would take care of me. He'll get me out of the woods. But I had to climb up an ice-covered aluminum ladder. And I, when I went to grab hold of it and I, my hand slipped off, I went, oh, no, Lord, it's you and me. If I fall, you fall. I always ask the Lord to go with me into these dangerous situations. Wow. 
Wow. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, being interpreted God with us. Emmanuel. Verse 24. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had told him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not. He had no relations with her until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Joseph. Joseph had amazing obedience. Amazing obedience to take a pregnant Mary to be his wife. Because an angel says so. Oh, the looks he must have had. Oh, the accusations he endured. Oh, maybe even the hatred. You claim to be this great Christian man in our community and look what you've done. Oh, he had amazing obedience. And when we have ama amazing obedience, when we do the hard thing, listen, there are always consequences. Now, if we don't do the hard things, there are consequences. But even in this kind of a world, where the world is so anti-God or anti-morals, in this kind of a world, when you do the right thing, when you do the right thing, there are consequences. Joseph took to him Mary, a pregnant Mary, to be his wife. And not to have relations with her for that full pregnancy. Amazing obedience. Amazing supernatural obedience. When it is said, verse 25, Joseph knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn, it is implied that afterwards, the reason ceasing, that now she's had the child, he lived with her according to the law. Exodus 21.10 speaks of a wife's duty of marriage. Exodus 21.10. Such as fulfilling her husband's need for affection and intimacy. Now, I'm not going to get into the intimacy, but women and men, one of the, one of the greatest needs in our society is affection. Every one of us needs affection. Your mate needs affection. If you've ever gone through any of my marriage counseling, I talk about the 30-30 rule. When someone comes home from a stressful, a stressful day at work, give them 30 minutes to uncoil, to relax, to unstress. But precede that with a 30-second kiss. That to bring him home. Listen, at the, end, at the end of a certain amount of time, it goes to a three-second kiss. But that to bring him home too. Give your mates and your children affection, loving. She's not here, so she can't hate me for this. But when we sit in our chairs and we're watching TV, we kind of she plays fingers with me. 
We just have our fingers going. To me, that's affection. And it's something that I look forward to, even just the little touch of her fingers on my fingers. That's important, and it's, it's something that the Bible calls for, calls for us to give affection and intimacy to one another. Oh, and not to mention the fact that the other children... You see, the Catholicism teaches that Mary had perpetual virginity. Well, then one, she was disobeying the scriptures because there is, there is duty expected there. But number two, where did all these children come from? Look at this, Mark 6, 3. Is not this the carpenter? Jesus visited home. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Hosea, and of Judah, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. Now, Catholicism teaches that these are his cousins. That's how they get by that. But why would they be offended? If, why would they have any offense at all with his cousins being there? So... Uh, Amazing how, how things work out and how people will defend their, their religions. I said Joseph had amazing obedience. So should we. You're known to God by your obedience. Let me show you something. How many of you have perfect, obedient children? Raise your hand. Huh? Yeah, only Ray, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, our children, okay? Our children do not have amazing obedience, but we are known to God by the obedience that we, that we give him, even on the hard things. On the hard things in life, those things that have consequences, obey, period. If the scriptures say it, believe it. Believe it. Joseph had amazing obedience, so should we. First John chapter 2 Here's how we know that we know him. Here's how we know that we're saved. Here's how we know that we, that we have Jesus Christ in our hearts and in our lives. Well enough that we'll go to heaven for, from it. James, half-brother, we just saw his name. No, this is John. James, though, uh, grew up in the home with dad Joseph, not half-dad. Dad Joseph. And he grew up a very strict, so strict Jew that he did not believe that his, his big brother was the Messiah until Jesus made a special one-on-one -on -one appearance to him after his death. Amazing. John here, here's how we know that we know him. If we keep, and the word keep literally means obey. If we obey his commandments. He that says, I know him, and, and keeps, obeys not his commandments, is a liar. And the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth, obeys, 
his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that says he abides in him ought also to walk, even as he walked. This isn't enough to change some of you. Some of you are doing habitual sins of some sort. and You haven't been convicted, convinced that you're wrong. But this verse ought to scare you. This verse ought to scare us to become obedient children of God. Obedient children to the Father, even when it's gonna, we're going to lose from it. To be obedient. Joseph had amazing obedience. So should we. And, and if we don't. Well, then we're called the children of disobedience. Ephesians 2, verse 2. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world in your past, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, but among whom also we all had our conversation. The word conversation in, in the Greek literally means our lifestyle. We have our lifestyle in him in times past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath. We, the children of wrath, even as, as others. In Ephesians 5.5, 5, same book, says, For this you know, that no whoremonger, sexually active person out of wedlock, nor unclean person, porneo, of the mind, nor a covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Consequences. Verse 6, let no man deceive you with vain words because they will. They'll give, you, they'll give you excuses. Everybody else is doing this. I used to get that in my Navy days. Well, everyone else is doing it. Everyone else is going, etc. Or, hey, if you love them, it's okay. No, it's not okay. Let no man deceive you with vain words. Use God's words to live by. For because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be obedient children of God. Amazing obedience is obedient forgiveness. Wow. Matthew 6, 12, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. The word debts here is the word for their sins. Forgive others their sins as we. Forgive us our sins as we forgive others. Listen, sometimes the greatest gift you can give someone, a loved one, a friend that you've been offended with and bitter with and mad with, Sometimes the greatest gift you could give them is a surprise gift. And you won't find it wrapped up under the tree. You'll find it in forgiveness, giving them forgiveness. And many times they don't even know why you quit talking to them. 
They don't know why. They don't know. People are ignorant and stupid, and I'm not supposed to use that word, but they're stupid. They're stupid, and they don't understand what they've done. So please, please give forgiveness. Wow. Matthew 5. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain, they shall get mercy from God. Matthew 6, 14, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not their men their trespasses, their sins, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Become easy forgivers. In my 40-some years of ministry, I have learned that there's a type of person, there's a type of person that finds it very difficult to forgive. There's a type of person that finds it easy to forgive. They're the happier ones. The ones that develop easy forgiveness. Well, that may not have been something I, I've done, but I've done other things. And God forgave me, and I need to forgive them. Even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. In Hebrews 12, verse 14 and 15, I think I'm way off track here. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Peace with all men. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby by many be defiled. Joseph, there was consequences. He didn't even have to forgive Mary. He had to obey the Lord. And uh, he was hand chosen. You've been hand chosen. To be in the position you're in with your, your wife or your husband. Joseph had amazing obedience. And so should we. What's the most powerful message to us? Luke 13, 3. I tell you, no, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Repent. Is the greatest, the greatest message that I could give you, but it's so simple, but it's so complicated. Repent is to change direction, is to change. And we get in our, the molds of our lives, the routines of our lives, and we just keep on rolling, and it's so hard to change for some people. But those that are able to change from their old life to a new life, they're the ones that will be the happiest. Please, for Christmas, repent of your old lifestyles. Repent of those justified sins that you have, your life, your, your life habits. If they're sinful, if they're against God, repent. Change your life. This is the message. Of, of all the prophets. 
Repent. Change. Nineveh changed. Jonah didn't expect them to. He was mad because they changed. But, he, but God sent Jonah into Nineveh, a very evil area, and he said, he said repent. God's going to judge you. And they took it to heart. His words were powerful, and they changed them. What did he do? He ended up getting mad. Mad at God for forgiving them. Have you ever gotten mad at God for forgiving someone? Just a closing thought. We should have amazing obedience and amazing forgiveness. Just like Joseph, we should have amazing obedience to the hard things. It wouldn't be amazing if it was easy. Amazing obedience and amazing forgiveness. Amazing forgiveness from God if you're willing to accept it. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes as the musicians come? Lord Jesus Christ, only you are the judge. Your words convict us. But only you, Lord, look into our hearts to see how your words are affecting us. Only you, Lord, know when the words go in one ear and out the other where they're, we're just settled. We can't change. We're not going to change. And that's a lie of the devil. Some of the hardest, meanest people on the face of the earth in the face of history have repented of their lives and come to you and given their heart and life to you. And I pray, dear Lord, that right now there would be those here who would say, I am so sorry, Lord. I am so sorry. With your help, I'll repent. I'll change. With your power, I will change my heart and my life. Lord, I wrap my life up in a bow and I offer it to you as a gift. A gift of using me to help with others. Lord Jesus, if you're not in my heart right now, I pray. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Be my Savior and be my Lord. And help me with my change and my repentance. And Lord, for some of us who have bitterness and a root of bitterness in us, Oh, God, help us to kill that root. Help us, Lord, to have your strength and power to forgive others. Only you, Lord, know the full truth of what they've done. But even then, Lord, you want us to forgive. You're the judge, not us. Lord, for this Christmas season, Help us to have amazing obedience, yes, with purity, yes, with holiness, but also, Lord, with forgiveness and mercy. Help us, dear Lord, to do that, even in the hardest of cases. Yes, Lord, there are some who we need to forgive and love from afar, but, Lord, you still want us to 
forgive, release them from that debt. And Lord, I pray that you will give wisdom and grace to especially our marriages, that Lord, they would meet each other's needs. In Jesus' name, amen.